the Deep Rooted Podcast. We're Jeff and Rochelle, uh, and we're excited to be joining with you. So wherever you're watching, we're glad that you're taking the time to listen. And I think you're taking the time to listen because you yes. want to be deep rooted. You are endeavoring mm-hmm. to do that in your life, in your family, in your marriage, in your leadership. And so you're at the right place. Yes. So today we're talking about an issue uh, people talk about. People often come and ask us about family, about marriage, and they'll say, hey, what do you guys do? How do you, and then, you know, fill in fill the, the blank. blank. Yeah. Um, and so today we're coming at you with a big practical. A, yes. A very so big this practical. is like uber, uber practical. <laughs> yes. Of course, we'll talk about um, scripture. We'll talk about yep. some reasons. And we're going to talk about some, some statistics. Um, but really what spurred us on even talking about the practical is um, just several people in my life have said, hey, please share some practical things. Mm-hmm. So here here it goes. <laughs> uh, but also I had a, a, an interesting conversation with a mental health professional um, mm. several days ago, Christian mental health professional. And we were just chatting about um, they've been in, in this field for like 20 years. So we were just chatting and... Uh, it really became this interesting conversation. Wow. And um, one of the big things, she works with adolescents and kids. And one of the big things she said that she's noticed is that parents will come and say, my kid's anxious, my kid's depressed, my kid has ADHD. You fill in the blank. I mean, there's wow. lots of whatever we could we could put there. Yeah. And, she, and, and they will say to her, we need to medicate the child, like mm. immediately. And, and she'll get, hold on, you're like going to like step 10. And, and, and one of the first steps is her meeting with the student. And she'll meet with the student and she'll be like, okay, you know, there, there's maybe some things happening here, but we don't need to go to step 10. Yeah. I want to talk about what are you eating? What are you, what are you um, doing at home? What are some mm-hmm. of your routines? And, and I think that applies here. We're going to oh, talk about absolutely. a real practical routine but if you do the research, has incredible benefits. Oh my goodness. So that's what we're talking about, the power of the family dinner. Yes, I'm excited. And I'm excited if your mouth started watering <laughs> already, like maybe you're hungry, that's okay. Eat a snack yes. while you listen, because <laughs> uh, we might even talk about food in here. But um, really the power of the family dinner. Um, yeah. And I love this because I think Many times what people want is a really quick fix, quick and easy fix. Huh. And I think this is a really easy fix, but it's not quick. Not a, not a quick. I, I like how you say that because this is very practical, something you could do. Like today. But it's... <laughs> like you could just do it today. You could do it, to, yeah, today. But it's not... It's not quick. And I like that because this is something we cultivate, not just something we throw in the oven. Yeah. Okay. I, I, <laughs> you are know, you like doing analogies I'm trying, on cooking? I'm speaking um, in metaphors here. I'm like, are we crockpotting? Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it maybe is more like a crockpot. Yeah. Um, really, what what I mean by that is this is easy. It's, it, well, and it, I'm not, we're going to yeah. talk about, are you talking about food? Sort of. But what I'm really saying is this is a habit mm-hmm. that has to be cultivated like five out of seven days a week and it can't just be for a season like this is like oh this is a lifestyle we, we should repeat that 
because you say five to seven days out of the week. I think, you know, can I just do one? Uh, can I just, you no, know, maybe no, here this, and there? If, if you're, if you're, yeah. this is a, a like 90% of the time, this is how your life is. I will say for us, I really think it's like 99% of the mm-hmm. time what we do. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, maybe we should just talk about that right now. Here's yep. We're going to go into what is the family dinner, what are some benefits of that, the statistics, which are astounding. We're oh going to talk about that here in a minute. But what I'm really talking about is as a family, so there's five of us in our family. We have a mom, a dad, and three kids. And it, that for us... It's literally like 99% of the time mm-hmm. we are eating dinner together at a table. Like sitting down at a table. At a table. With no mm-hmm. electronics. Yes. Yeah. With no electronics. <laughs> with no electronics. Like the kids don't have an iPad. The kids don't have, I don't know, a tablet. Um, our kids don't have phones check out a couple episodes ago you'll get why and I try to be personally this is me for me I try to be very intentional about me I'm not checking I I don't want to check email I'm not saying I've never done that but I I just but this is a concerted effort yes and and it's like this is a time so um, and, and where does this occur a lot of times this occurs at our home, but this can occur also at restaurants. We like to go out to eat, but mm-hmm. we are sitting together, not not even in the same room with separate agendas. So that is what this is. And so um, that may be shocking to some because when I read the statistics, if if you're watching, it may not be shocking because maybe you're, you're already doing this, but it, it's still informative for you to understand that yeah. that. Over half of kids are rarely sitting down for a family dinner with their family. I, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know what to say. And about the that. statistics go up, especially in adolescent years. Mm-hmm. Which to me, I'm going. Those are the times when they probably need it more. So um, I, I can already hear some of the maybe the objections, mm-hmm. and I, I want to hit that really quick before we even talk about the benefits. Um, and, and the question really is, why should I rearrange my schedule? And before we even answer that, it's like, yeah, it's going to require planning and rearranging. That's why it's it's not quick. It's a yeah. fix, but it's it's not quick. Well, and it's, it's like every easy. day. Yeah. Um. So our kids are involved in a lot of things. Probably if I sat here and labeled it off, you might be like, okay, they're involved in too much. And you might be right. <laughs> um. I, I, you know, I have a motto, go heavy or go home. So I like to live that in life. We do like to live that. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, why do I like that? Why? No. Um, but so it can take it. It can take on different. It it takes planning. I guess is yes. really what I'm saying. So there are seasons, especially in different sports seasons, where there are games and practices mm-hmm. right smack dab in the middle of what would normally be our family dinner time. Yes. And so um, this has has been our solution and will continue to be our solution we kind of just chat mm-hmm. so we talk and we plan that yes. does that takes it does and planning. i'll say okay hey this this person has this and this person has that and you have a meeting at this <laughs> so um it looks like we're gonna have to move dinner to 4 30 or sometimes we're gonna have to move dinner to 7 30 yes like 
I, I would love to eat at like 5.30 every day. And, and there are seasons when we can do that consistently. But there are times when there's different ball practices and different meetings and things are busier. And so we have to switch the time. But I think that is what is key, is not abandoning the value even if you're having to change the time in what you're eating. That is a huge thing because what we're talking about is a huge, you said it, lifestyle change. But that lifestyle change requires incredible flexibility. Right. Not, okay, we're going to sit down at 5.15 or 5. Well, sometimes it's not. No, it's uh, it depends on the season of life. It depends on what's happening. So we have to be flexible. So this is you know, countercultural because... Yeah. Honestly, and I guess that's probably a theme of our podcast. If you yeah. want, I mean, it really is. But uh, this is not running through the drive-thru and everybody's scarfing down dinner. Uh, now, I'm not saying to never do that. Right. But I am saying five out of seven nights, you're sitting down and you're having the family table. Mm -hmm. This is not grabbing pizza and one person going into their room and another person going in front of the TV to watch something. That's right. not family dinner. Yes. Family dinner is no distractions, sitting down, and and it does not have to be hours on end. It can be the amount of time that you take to eat, but yeah. it's a constant. And yeah. it's and what happens in that, that is when I believe we can build spiritual resiliency oh, in man. kids. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to share I, just a little bit about that? I do. So so why should we arrange our schedule? Number one, this the spiritual resilience. And you say, what can food have to do? <laughs> what does sitting down for a family dinner have to do with spiritual resilience? Well, there's a pattern. Everything. In, everything. There's a pattern in scripture that, um, you know, over, there was a lot of stuff done over meals. Uh, Jesus taught his disciples over meals. I mean, there's a lot of occasions that happen over meals. I, I like one person I read, I can't remember who it was, talked about how it's so important that we can attach to others in this context, it's our family, over over dinner. Yeah. Over food. But the goal is, it's not about the food. We're not attaching to the food. Yeah. We are we are having relationship with each other, but also what we're doing is we're having building a relationship with Christ. It's over dinner. We're uh, we don't plan it out, but we answer some theological questions that our kids will just all of a sudden have. There's a whole lot of dinners where nothing maybe spiritually is <laughs> talked about. Yeah, like um but Deuteronomy, I love Deuteronomy chapter 6. Talks about walking in God's ways, training up children in the way mm -hmm. they should go. Our last podcast. Um, it talks about impressing them on your children when you rise, when you go to bed, when you're walking on the road. And I think in, implicit in that is throughout the entire day, which would include in this case the the family dinner. That is a moment that your kids, I think your marriage needs. It's a constant where it's a stop in the day, it's a pause in the day. And literally, there are spiritual things that happen. There are teaching mm -hmm. moments. There are questions our kids ask that we talk about over. Mm -hmm. I think it's there's something about dinner where people just let down their kind of well, let down their guard. Well, you're sitting. Yeah. It's done. Your day is coming to an end, and you can reflect upon it. I think. Also, it's like really interesting because the the verse says, you know, talk about this. 
do talk about God's laws. Yeah. Talk about God's things when you're doing this, when you're doing this. Well, the reality is, is that many families are, and just like because of how our society is and what we do, I mean, you know, we're not spending the entire day with our families. They're going off to school or or work or, or, or things like this. This is the coming together. Yes. These are the times to do this. And, you know, um, Obviously, a family is made up of individuals, but we don't need to be individualistic at the expense of togetherness. Oh, that's good. And so yes. I think that this is like a built-in come together, and we're and these are like milestone markers. And so it, we're not talking making it like Thanksgiving dinner yeah. with the full spread. Um, you know, it, it's just, hey, we're having dinner together. Yeah. And we're going to even, this is building some spiritual resiliency in you. Yes. Um, a secular study oh talked about how uh, it was, I think, the University of Florida that talked about how the those people who make dinner and they said five times a week mm -hmm. at, at home with their family unit having dinner, they are more likely to respect their parents' boundaries and and the different like rules and things that they set up. Wow. So, I mean, these are just obviously, I mean, it, this should become like, well, yeah, no, of course, because there's relationships being built. Because mm -hmm. if you have rules without relationship, you're always going to have rebellion. And so yeah. this is where the relationship is being built. Oh, this is that good. spiritual resiliency to honor your your, your family, uh, to hear about God's ways. I, I just think it's important. I think I was reading a book by R. Kent Hughes. Can't remember which one. But one thing that he said in that book that I thought powerful was when we come together, he didn't say in this context, but I'm going to, he talked about holidays, but I'm talking about in this context, don't feel like you have to force spiritual conversations hmm. like okay i gotta get this spiritual thing in i, I would just say hey allow allow it to happen well you won't feel happen. that way if you're doing it five to seven nights a week and that's a huge key it's <laughs> you will feel that you need to catch up if you sense oh no my kids are nearing the point where they're going to leave my home and i didn't do this Ugh, no. no catching up no that's that yeah. that's why there's the urgency to do that you're, you're exactly it, i right. i you're not going to feel the need to make every night about some spiritual thing if you're doing this every if night. If your whole life is about. I mean, that's, I mean, but you're doing this Christ every centers. night. So <laughs> yes. who knows what, somebody might've had a bad day that day and yeah. you're, you're, you're dealing with that or somebody might've had a victory and you want to yeah. celebrate or whatever. Uh, this so yeah. It's building in spiritual resilience. Um, I, I also want to hit on this, I think is huge because we're talking about mental health so much mm -hmm. in our culture. And if you study Gen Z and the alpha generation, I mean, the most anxious, depressed generation in history, I mean, <sighs> all of these statistics. And yet here's a simple act. And I'm not saying easy, but a simple mm -hmm. act that you can do by having dinner together five to seven nights a week. And it, it literally oh my. changes the mental health of kids. Um, this is some Canadian researchers got together and they said, <laughs> I, I don't know who they are, but they I like them because they, they talked about how it, these frequent family dinners, like five to seven nights a week, um, literally prevent issues with eating disorders, alcohol and substance abuse, violent behavior, depression, and suicide suicidal thoughts in adolescence and they said wow. it's just huge and they said even especially for girls mm. this is a massive indicator and i think that it's just like that's a feeling of safety um wow. also 91 percent of families who reported doing this said that their families their whole families were significantly less stressed 
when they were eating together regularly. And I just think that's so key. I mean, it is, these are like where you have to like, okay, come together and just de-stress for a little bit. Um, Sometimes our meals are fast because we're going places, Mm -hmm. but we're still sitting down for 20 minutes and it's, Okay, let's get this together. So think about this. All the hot button issues we talk about today, mental illness, mental health, all these things, which we should talk about. We should talk about. Depression, anxiety, all All these things can drastically be reduced, what we're talking about, through the family dinner. So rather than rushing, like you talked about earlier, rushing to the prescription, rushing to the, hey, let's fix the symptom. Let's put something in our life that's constant five to seven times a week that can that has drastic results in this area of yeah, mental health. Yeah, I, I think that's huge. And it, it, wow. if and these next two like points go exactly along with your your you cannot separate your like mental health from your physical health and your mm-hmm. mental health from your spiritual health or your your emotional like they're all so inner yeah connected. Um, but having meals together, like just simple fact, is physically better for you. I mean, most likely, I mean, unless you're just like warming up TV meals or something, which I would not, I would not promote as well as sodium and all of these things, but just come up with simple things to feed the family, but they're going to be healthier because you're making them maybe with like real ingredients. So like have, have a salad and some chicken and I don't know, a vegetable and then boom, I don't know. I mean. It's just even just for your like physical well-being. And I don't know. I mean, Again, secular researchers can't remember <laughs> the study right now have said that childhood obesity decreases significantly just by eating at home, just and, by family dinners. And how about like saving money? Hello, yeah. family. Yeah. Like, like I'm looking at my kids going, we're not going out yeah. to eat all the time because going out to eat is costing us like a hundred bucks every time. Yeah. And so just even the fact of like, saving money. Um, but one of the things that I think is really key, cause it, it, it relates to our last podcast. If you didn't hit the markers of maturity, mm-hmm. um, I think it was the one we just did yep. before this, um, family meals really encourage emotional maturity within kids. Yeah. Um, wh- why? Because they're not behind an iPad or they're not looking at a phone or whatever, but there's engaging and looking adults in the eye, talking yeah. to their parents, learning how to have a conversation, maybe talking about current events, yeah. maybe talking about things that will make them think a little bit. And so um, these are these are really, I, I think, key points that kids can grasp on to a oh, whole lot. Lord. I mean, I remember as a kid being at like a dinners and stuff and my parents talking about like money and like finances. And I'd be like, I don't really know what they're talking about. Like, I don't know, interest rates or whatever. And I'm like, I don't understand that. But I started to gain knowledge because I started to listen. Yes. To things that even seemed beyond me. I, I think that's key. Like just life, like God made family. Life. One of huge things about family. Again, it's intergenerational. Um, and so, uh, children learn from the parents. Um, there's vibrancy it, when, yeah, when there's, right. when there's kids, kids around. And so I, I think that's huge that just sitting down at dinner, I remember as a kid as well, hearing about, you know, things that, you know, about my parents working and stuff that I have Cold no, war. <laughs> I no. have no clue what they're talking about, but it's important for kids to be able to be conversant in these things. 
uh, to be able to sit down, to be able to just have fun, like you said, look people in the eye. So it's just emotion. It works and it helps with emotional maturity. I mean, so powerful. The family dinner, the power of the family dinner. Well, and, and this, I mean, God set this up for families to be together, not to just like share a physical home. Yeah. Like this is how we mature. Yes. This is how we as parents mature Mm -hmm. by, you know, interacting. And I think one of the objections, I mean, we talked about a little bit of the objections of like schedules, never going to work. I I would just challenge you, um, make it work, Mm. figure out a way, figure out a way. Like maybe that means eating later or earlier, or maybe it's like somehow, I don't know how you would do this, but maybe it's like breakfast or, (laughs) you know, I don't know, like figure out a way to have the family meal together. Um, and the the other thing I think would be a huge a huge objection would be, <laughs> oh that's easy for you to say, you know. But I have young kids. I mean, like I have mm-hmm. a baby, I have a toddler. Can I tell you that is how they learn? Yes. Like I I know <laughs> that it might seem overwhelming, and I remember many family dinners, like <laughs> years of family dinners where it felt like I never sat down. Like we even joked at times. I thought there. I thought Rochelle would never sit down. Seriously, I like thought there we was a joked time. about it. I'm like, I'll give you my seat because you're not sitting down. Um, and and is because like I was feeding one <laughs> and like going over and grabbing like an extra roll for the other because I mean like what's a dinner without carbs? Amen. And I'm keto baloney. That's a whole. I mean seriously, like you need carbs. Uh, I mean, I, you need carbs to within, be within, within, well, I bet you there's a reason. There is probably, probably. a study that you could do with that. Um, but wow, we got off. Um, mm-hmm. But like I'd be feeding one or like getting another or like maybe like certain things I didn't get done all at the same time. So I was like, okay, we're going to have the chicken and the sides are going to be here in a second. You know, like, I don't know. I just, I remember with small kids, it felt like I never got to sit down, but we were all in the same room. Yes. And probably everybody else was sitting down and I was doing so, you know, I, I was filling waters. I don't know, but it, it it still mattered. Oh, absolutely. Like it doesn't have to be idealistic like you would see on TV. Like it just doesn't. But you're teaching your kids. I mean, I just think my, that's how my kids have learned to mm-hmm. sit at tables. Yes. Like I, I just think of like in our denomination or whatever uh we're not a denominated fellowship Fellowship. we've had dinners with like the superintendents a couple Mm -hmm. of them that and i just remember like one the former superintendent um he's now gone to heaven he came to our house Mm -hmm. and i remember being like oh my goodness we have like a (laughs) three-year-old and we're going to be sitting with this Uh person and uh, you know like i'm like but they sat yeah and, you know, I don't know if they tried to feed him spaghetti. Like, I don't remember it, but they sat and ate spaghetti. Yeah. It, but, but okay, just to, like, take that, and there's others. Just memories we're making with our kids where we're like, we're going to, our kids are going to be with us. We're not going to relegate our kids somewhere in another room. They're going to be with us. I guess they made memories. There was conversation that happened. We brought our kids into that conversation, not thinking, well, they can't. We expect our kids to rise up. Yeah. A couple notches. Just, it's, it's about maturity. I've had to welcome out from the table Absolutely. and to give a little talking to at times. But, you but, know, like, but that's think, part of learning. I think that calls them higher. Yeah. As a kid, I loved being called higher. 
Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> you loved I it. I loved it. I love yeah. Well, now here's the deal. There's the power in the family dinner. Yes. And I just hope this would encourage you even mm-hmm. to think about it. Maybe you're just like, we're rocking this. And yeah. you can high five your family and say, look, this is so important. Or maybe you're sitting and going, you know, yeah, we've kind of let life steal this from us. Or maybe you never set up this, you know, this pattern. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's never too late. Set oh, up no. this pattern. Hey, try it out. Do it for a month. Say, okay, for a month, we're going to like eat together. No electronics. We're going to talk. See what happens. Like, let us oh, know the yeah. results. We'd love to hear about it. Oh, we'd love to hear about it. And go ahead and share this episode as well. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I want to get this out. I want people to hear just the power of the family dinner. Um, if you haven't, take a moment to subscribe to this yes, as well. Yes, please do. That'd Whatever platform you're listening thankful. on, uh, subscribe to that. Share it. Rate and review. Um, there's power in this. Um, But can't wait to see you right here on the next episode right here on the Deep Rooted Podcast. Until then, we will see you later. 